The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ahoy, mateys. Welcome to the SS Gutting the Sacred Cow. How's it going? I'm Captain Kevin Goatee here, and we are super ecstatic to have our old buddy Stoner Jesus back this week as he attempts to try and gut his second film, and that is The Wizard of Oz. That's right, the classic of all classics is right in the middle of cannon fire from Stoner Jesus. Before we get to it, hey, kids, go over to guttingthesacredcow.com every single day for more swashbuckling, fun old good times. And if you want to advertise with us or just want to say, hey, great job, guys, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, that's it. Hope you're appreciating all the stuff we're giving you every day at guttingthesacredcow.com for our blogs, and we hope you love our episodes. We know you do. The numbers keep going up, so thanks again, and keep telling a friend. And without any further ado, here is Stoner Jesus doing Wizard of Oz. Gather round, here's what I know. Yeah, I know you got your secrets. Everybody got secrets. Didn't know like to didn't know you like to get wet, dog. What's what? Butt naked, ill, sherms, dust, PCP, primos, P dog. That's what you had. That's what you were smoking. You couldn't taste it. No, I've never done it. You have now, Kevin Israel, in that film, <laughs> Training Day. Oh, he got it. I thought that might have been too off the beaten path. That's one of my. That's one of the quote. Like my buddies constantly go, "You like to get wet." <laughs> too good one that's one of the you know that's funny that's one of the quotes that i haven't thought about for our blogs but we my my buddies and i actually say all the time do you guys smoke pcp after you do just to keep in touch obviously (laughs) you're very shot of a cat and kevin goatee kevin israel back and we're back with a familiar face stoner jesus aka joe claire how you doing joe what's going on doing great kevin how are you guys doing tonight doing joe fantastically joe has chosen a film i'm very surprised it's taken this long to get to this has to be 
I mean, when you think of all-time classics, it's got to be top 10 for sure. Joe has selected The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I think when you say classic movie, this is a knee-jerk reaction. The prototype of classic movie. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. 1939 came out a budget of 2.8 million bucks. Not that's a lot of money back in 29. And a box office haul of $29.7 million. Turn that into 2021 money. A $52 million budget, $552.5 million haul. This thing made Boku bucks. Not bad. There were like four movies that came out that year. I know. (laughs) And wait till I get to the Amazon five-star reviews when people talk about what it was like going to the movies then. You'll get kicked. My granddaughter is typing this one. Here we, here we go. <laughs> IMDB, as we know, a 1 through 10 scale with decimal points. Joe, what do you think the Wizard of Oz scored on IMDB? I'll say um, 8.8. Kevin Israel? 9.1. What? Boy. Boy, both of you should get both showcases. 8.9. <laughs> wow. You guys were on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> very well loved. Kevin Israel, Rotten Tomato score 1 through 100. You know the drill. Hit me, baby, one more time. Is this critics? Um, critics. I'm going to stay high. I'm going to go uh, 92. Joe. 86. 98. 98. Jesus. 90. I'm surprised you guys didn't go that high. I I would pay, I at least paid it for 96 or above when I was doing this work. Audience score back to you, Joe. What did the audience score Wizard of Oz? Uh, I'll go with 86 again. 86. Kevin Israel? I go 90 flat. 89. So close. All cool. over it. Yeah, over it. you boys, you boys aren't uh, aren't too far off. You must be busy t- uh, bullseyeing womp rats with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Quotes the obvious. I'll get you, you. I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too. A twister, a twister. I'm melting. And one of my favorite ones. I still use here and there when people want to, you know, be a wise ass. Especially when they find out you're a comic. I'll go. How about a little fire, Scarecrow? <laughs> you want to play you want to play this game you sure okay Devin Israel quotes I mean you you covered it all this you know uh I was surprised and I there's a lot that I, in my notes that I did I, I didn't pick up on for back in the day but they 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 say humbug and the only time I've ever heard humbug before is in uh, Christmas Carol so yeah. I guess I guess that was a word that was used back then that was the only thing that stuck out to me I see Joe, how Besides about you? Uh, well, one I'll bring up here later, a little spoiler alert, is uh, I think I'll miss you most of all, oh. which annoys me. And it's not, a, it's not an observation, but uh, I'll get into it. Okay, yeah. good enough. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun the original Tin Man was Buddy Epson, who had to quit because he was allergic to the aluminum dust in the makeup for Tin Man. Bad lay down. Yeah. 
Dorothy's daughter in real life, Liza Minnelli, married the Tin Man's son 35 years later after the, the movie had premiered. Hmm. Wow. Keep it in the family. Number three, the cowardly lion costume weighed 90 pounds, and the actor had to take it off in between takes not to overheat. The costume sold for in 2014 for, want to take a guess how much? Hill and a half. 45,000. Wait, Joseph's 45,000. Kevin, your internet cracked out. What was it? Yeah, million and a half. Three million bucks. Holy shit. (laughs) I mean, listen, I I will fully, and if I get to that, when I get to that point, I will fully buy a full-size Darth Vader. I will buy all the replica Star Wars lightsabers I can get my hands on. I will get Neo. I will get all that stuff. But no one in, I could never imagine going to someone's house and then beaming with pride going, huh? There's a cowardly lion costume. <laughs> that just, uh, no. I hope they did something creepy with it. Yeah, like they bought all the costumes and they had them like the human centipede. <laughs> the lion's it's bending laid over out like man. a rug. Yeah. <laughs> the, lion, the lion's bending over to Tin Man who's knee deep in the scarecrow's knee deep in Dorothy. It's great. <laughs> Next one, Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch, suffered second-degree burns on her face, third-degree burns on her hand when filming the fiery exit scene from Munchkinland. Her makeup was copper-based, a.k.a. toxic, and if it wasn't immediately removed, she would have died. Wow. This is a hazardous movie. You want to talk about how unfair Hollywood is? Toto the dog made 125 bucks a week while filming. The, one of the munchkins made 50. <laughs> 50 bucks a week to be a munchkin. Yeah, a much bigger park to be fair. What was that? You had a much bigger park, to be fair. Uh, that's, that's true. <laughs> but but if you're, I, get, I, I, I make less than Rin Tin Tin or Hooch. This is horse shit. And now, Kevin Israel, our time for our favorite new subject, our segment, excuse me, Ask a Gutter. Ask a gutter, ask a gutter, ask a gutter, ask a gutter. Our buddy Newark Knight, Brandon Oglesby, he wants to know, would an adventure through the land of Oz be better on Sativa or Indica? And which character in the movie would you want to smoke with? Um, definitely Sativa. I mean, there's a lot going on. You want to be as aware and alert for all that as possible. you got flying monkeys that coming at you. You gotta know how to move and how to react. Uh, as far as who I'd want to smoke with, I, I was thinking about it. I'm thinking, uh, Glenda, the good witch of the north would be perfect. I think, you know, you get a really high, some of those inhibitions let loose, and uh, I think she'd be a really good time. Good question. Good answer. Next one, Ty Tannenbaum says, I always found the Wizard of Oz to be cheesy as a kid. They would play it at school during downtime with substitutes. It is safe and inoffensive and inoffensive. Return to Oz is the superior film. I've never seen or had the desire to see Return to Oz because I heard it was a glorious piece of shit. I never saw it either. No. Our our old pal Guama Harristonel at Llama Lavender. If you had to choose one, would you rather be like the Scarecrow, Tin Man, or Lion? She picks the Tin Man because at least he would get plot armor. How about you? How about you, uh, Joe? 
I would I would have to go with a lion. I mean, for all his faults, in the end, he's still a lion. Mm-hmm. And I think more than like you know, rusting in the rain or you know, being made of hay and being caught on fire all the time. Kevin Israel, do you have a thought on that? Who I'd rather be in the yes. in the group? Yes, I think I'd rather be Scarecrow because I have a feeling he was getting some from Dorothy. <laughs> what makes you think that? That I'll miss you most of all at the end in that kiss. I feel like there was something more going on behind the scenes there. So I'm uh, I'm going I'm going Scarecrow. Okay, I'd I'd rather be Toto. He had more charisma than any of them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Lord Snurts wants to know, for Stoner Jesus, great name, and The Wizard of Oz, who would you cast in a Tim Burton-like remake, a darker, weirder take of the original? He wants to know Dorothy, the two witches, Scarecrow, Lion, and Tin Man. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't mention Oz. The first person I thought of for Oz was um, Danny DeVito. Okay, good one. Very good one, actually. Dorothy, for some reason, Molly Cyrus <clears throat> popped in my head. Ugh, I, hate her. I do too. She'd be pulling her tits out on Yellow Brick Road every 13 steps. Yeah, that's with their tongue hanging out. Uh, yeah. Face. yeah. Not a, a fan. weird marking tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the witches, the, the good witch, Nicole Kimmett popped in my head. Um, the bad witch, I'm not sure why, uh, because she's hot, Kate Beckinsale. Um, but I mean, you know, if it's going to be an updated version, you can make her a little hot. You still, she can still be bad and be hot. Sure. Yeah, she'd still be green and be hot. Yeah. Um, Tin Man, first person popped in my head was Bruce Willis. It's, kind of <laughs> it's, it's not a very physical role anymore, so I think he can handle it. Um, Scarecrow, I, I guess it'd be kind of cheesy and cliche to say Jim Carrey, but he was the first one to pop in my head. Uh, that's a good cast. Yeah. That's a good cast. The Lion, uh, I wanted to say John Goodman, but not like John. Goodman. I was thinking John Goodman. Holy That's shit. good. <laughs> That's good. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought because he said Tim Burton, I thought of the obvious one. Oh, Helena, Helena Bottom Carter would be the Wicked Witch of the West because that he's yeah. he is her muse. He is in every one of those films. So that's why I thought it would be his go to. But I like the Danny DeVito. I love the John Goodman. I love the uh, the word association we got going on here. And, and uh, Joe's Joe's kicking ass with these questions. Next one from our buddy Ray Stecanis, by the way, that episode airing as we speak. Ray does Highlander. Ray wants to know. Does he think for you? Does he think that he wants to know? Excuse me. Do you think that roles for little people have improved since Oz came out, or has it gotten worse somehow? Well, I, off the top of my head, I really can't think of any, like, you know, uh, little people movies with big little people cast. The first person I think of, obviously, is uh, Tyrion from Game of Thrones. But other than that, I can't, you know, I mean, it's, it's going well for him. But as far as, like, the general little people population, I don't think movies is, uh, is their thing. There was that guy in uh, Joker who's been on a, in a decent amount of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, it has to have gotten better. I mean, the pay alone probably is a little more equitable. And, and the guy who was in Willow, which, yeah, is, right. which, is, which is a terrible film. And, uh, and then, of course, the, uh, the very dead uh, Vern Troyer from Austin Powers films. That's right. He's dead. Wasn't he doing Didn't he do a porno? I swear to God, I think he did a porno where he he definitely was partying with chicks and, and there was video of our photos of him banging out Playboy. Oh, yeah, he lived he lived hard. 
literally. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you can fit into a, a, a saddle shoe, I think you only have a short amount of time on this earth, so you might as well go balls out. <laughs> when you can fit a McDonald's chicken nugget container of 20, it's, uh, it's time to really go nuts. Any other questions? Yes, Taco Shirt Krillin wants to know, have you ever tried the old trick of watching the Wizard of Oz with the sound off and playing Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon on? Is it, and if so, does it make the movie better or worse for you? And with a name like Stoner Jesus, I had to ask. Uh, actually, that was an idea I had for my show a long, long time ago, but I never got around to doing it. Um, I, there was like copyright issues and stuff like that when you broadcast live and stuff. But uh, it was an idea that I had for the show maybe, God, probably seven or eight years ago at least. Uh, something to do for, uh, you know, with commentary and whatnot. But it just I, I couldn't see it coming all together. And if the sync was off, it would have been awful. And, you know, so I just I didn't want to put the work in is, is about the bottom line. What's the it, the rule is you started on like the Lions third war or something and then it. It works. Uh, you got me. You got I'm me. not sure I have to Google. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't you guys sync up Dark Side of the Moon to this podcast? And I promise it won't work. Oh, my. There you go. Okay. That does it for all the questions. Now, Kevin Israel, it's time for Joe Claire, a.k.a. Stunner Jesus 2. Guts. The. Gut. The. The. Sacred, sacred cow. Wow. Cow. This internet <laughs> connection is terrible. Yuck. Take it away, Joe. Uh, that's going to be hard to follow, but I'll do my best. There you go. <clears throat> um, first of all, I'm going to go back and watch Wizard of Oz like I did. I rewatched it on uh, HBO Max. Click, make sure you click Wizard of Oz. Don't click the TV show Oz. It's very. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll be in for a really rough surprise although uh, ironically enough one of my biggest pet peeves of Wizard of Oz is the complete lack of violent man rape so I was, ju- I was just going to say um, not enough violent man rape in the Wizard of Oz for my taste that's for sure awful <laughs> hour 41 uh, 1939 as you mentioned when the movie came out uh, one of the big things that people say about this movie is very visually impressive especially when they go to the, the color part of it I'm sure it was in 1939. They had a lot of shit going on in 1939. They had Nazis running everywhere. Uh, the Great Depression. Uh, weed has just been made illegal two years before. But I smoked a lot of weed while watching this movie. I was not impressed. Uh, maybe if I had some like LSD or some really good, you know, good recreational, hardcore recreational drugs, I'd have been like, man, this is crazy. This is the greatest movie I've ever seen. But uh, weed is just not enough to get me to that point. Um. Some of the problems I had with the movie, obviously, uh, one of the first ones is Old Lady Gulch comes to take Toto. She pulls this piece of paper out of her purse or whatever and hands it over. And it has to these, you know, to Dorothy's uh, people, it has like the force of law. She's just some woman who says, hey, I got this piece of paper from the sheriff. He says, I can take your dog. They look at it and say, well, she's got this piece of paper. She can take the dog. And they let her take the dog. I don't know what kind of law allows for that. But uh, I'm not a 1939 legal scholar, but that seemed rather odd to me. Um, Professor Marvel in the beginning, he's a really, he's a really bad swindler. He's got the, he's got the whole thing down, what he's doing. But in the end, he sw- he's like, he swindles Dorothy, but he doesn't get any money or anything from her. And she just runs off. But he gets later, he gets better at that, um, later in, in the movie. Um, Dorothy, when she, the, during the tornado, she gets locked out of the cellar. 
and I don't know, this may be a weak point, but it struck me as odd. When they're in the cellar, I don't know how loud it is in the cellar with the tornado outside and whatnot. I don't know how loud it is down on the ground. But she's thumping and kicking on this door. Not long, it seems, after they went down in the cellar. It seems to me that they heard that. I think that they knew exactly what was going on, but they weren't going to risk. They figured this was her chance, their chance to get rid of Dorothy. So they want to risk letting her into the cellar. But I got to think with the lack of tornado noise down there, they heard her thumping and uh, they were uh, well, they were trying to kill her. Um, <laughs> obviously, has um, a very vivid dream. I mean, the dreams I have, there's like three people in them and I'm one of them and nothing's ever going on. Her dream has uh, 500 extras, like 50 speaking parts or singing parts, if you will. And it just, it seems like a lot. Uh, obviously, she gets in, in the head, but I, the first thing I thought was, what does she have to eat? Like before this, she has some kind of Indian food or whatnot. And I don't mean the Indian in the offensive uh, way of saying it. I mean, Indian food as, as in food from India that will give you explosive diarrhea. But uh, of course, we learn later on in the movie, thankfully, that uh, it's not anything like that. She just has like some serious brain trauma and probably a concussion and maybe brain damage. And that's a, it was a weird note to end the movie on, I thought. But, um, you know, Dorothy having brain damage, I guess it was worse things. You know, I, I'm pretty sure there weren't many Indian restaurants in Kansas, let alone Indian restaurants in Kansas circa 1939. Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe a Thai place. Maybe that's what it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I do have to give credit where credit is due. There's few things I've seen in a movie that are as gangsta as dropping a house on a bitch and then jacking her shoes. That's <laughs> the not as more hardcore than that. I would defy you. So that's pretty good. Um, of course, it's not a diverse movie. It was 1939. Everybody is white. All of the uh, munchkins are white. Of course, you can't say much anymore. All the little people are white. I know there's some redneck racist pieces of shit out there right now saying, hey, what about the monkeys? Fuck you, you racist piece of shit. Shut your mouth. That's awful. That's an awful thing to think. That's an awful thing to say. You should be ashamed of yourself. The worst thing about this movie, as you alluded to kind of earlier, um, it's like the worst porno ever it's all set up the you, know, you never get down to anything i'm waiting the entire time hour 41 for these comic-con nerds to run a train on dorothy and there's absolutely nothing they get nothing for all their effort all their trouble not a damn thing although i do hope that the, the scarecrow was getting some email and the deleted scenes i have no idea <laughs> um <laughs> uh of course when oz later on uh, when he's professional marvel whatever he sucks but when he's 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 kind of honed his uh, in the, her dream his his swindling skills he's like pawning them off all this crap he pulls out of this junk he got from like a yard sale out of this bag and he gives it to him and they're like yeah that's great man that's sweet you know, now I have a heart and I have courage and all this other garbage so at least he grew um, in that aspect um, the quote I mentioned earlier I think I miss you most of all she she tells you know the Tin Man in, in the line or whatever. She's going to miss them. She loves them. Blah, blah, blah. She gets to the Scarecrow, and she, like, leans in. And it looks like she's going to whisper. But she just says, I think I miss you most of all, in, like, her regular normal tone of voice and her normal volume, to where the other two can obviously hear it. And, again, this is not a, an original observation of mine. I've seen it in other places, including a uh, – they alluded to it in a Family Guy episode. But it just seems like a dick move. After all they've been through, they've risked their life for her. They risked their life to save her, to get her back home. And it seems unnecessary in front of them to kind of show favoritism to the scarecrow, especially again after they've gotten nothing. They got nothing out of this broad, 
not a, a handy J out in the field or uh, <laughs> Andy J third base behind the witch's castle. None of that. They got nothing. And she's going to be a bitch right when she's leaving. I thought that was awful. Overall, the reason I don't, it's not the cheesiness of, of Wizard of Oz that bothers me. It's that Dorothy is needy, gullible. She's annoying. She's meddlesome. She sings at weird times. I don't know what, why you would sing so much in, in normal life. It's awful. By the way, I hate musicals. This is another primary of this movie. You and me both, brother. You and me both. Murdered two women. Now, the second one, you know, immediately was a self-defense because she was going to kill her. But the first one was straight up murder, and no one seems to care. And in the end of the movie, she's still all of these things. She's still needy, gullible, annoying, meddlesome. She's learned a lesson. That's great. She's a little more grateful for her family and her loved ones, and that's awesome. But she's still basically the same person she was when she started out. And I don't, I don't root for her against the Wicked Witch. I don't root for her to get home. I don't root for her to get rescued. I find myself not caring at all what happens to her. And when she does get home and wakes up and she's all happy and she's learned a lesson, I don't find any joy in that because I feel that she's still the same annoying broad that she began the movie as. And that, uh, that pisses me off. And that's my case. I guess it was her boss. Thank you. Wow. That's, uh, that's nice. I like it. Succinct, I like it as well. Joe, number from one to ten, please, of uh, your thoughts on Wizard of Oz. Um, it has merit. Uh, I would say I would give it like a four overall. I mean, I think if it's a good show, a good movie for kids, like the you know the colors and stuff, that's great. Or again, you know, if you're really high on LSD or something, pop that bitch in or go to HBO Max or whatever. But uh, I just you know I was bored and I didn't I didn't care as I was watching it last night. <laughs> Fair. I mean, that's why you chose this film is to, to drag it down. Well, these notes are brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where every single day we are bringing you hilarity, tomfoolery, whimsy, general merriment. You know those favorite topics we like to talk about. That doesn't happen. That is our Lex, Kevin Israel. That is going to be our indelible mark we leave on this earth when we leave, is that doesn't happen. Movie news, Agreed. trailer talk, all that good stuff. Grab a shirt, grab a hat, grab a bag, grab a mug, grab whatever. It's all on guttingthesacredcow.com. And if you want to stop by, drop a note to us. That's guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, as well as to advertise with us. Hit us up, say hi, and uh, we love you. These notes. Mm-mm. The background sets. I could not. They look insanely fake. This is clearly a step above background paintings above a high school uh, production. Like the, the, the painted sets look terrible. Like the the sets look fine, but the painting for the background looked awful. It just jumped right out to me. Dorothy sounds hysterical every time she speaks as if, if her tone is consistently set on telling somebody that a hospital of children is on fire with that level of intensity. <laughs> everything is, everything is a, is a, is a 9.8 on the Richter scale of, 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 of importance to her. Elmira Gulch has, has a nose that rivals Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. Auntie M says, what does a Christian woman, what, when, do, oh, sorry, yes, yeah, she says, I'm a Christian woman and that forbids me from saying that. Where does it say in the Bible you are forbidden to say anything? I went to CCD and made my confirmation, and I'm 100% sure that the Ten Commandments don't disallow you from calling someone a cunt if you so desire. When the fortune teller put on the turban, I had no idea that just 
putting on a turban would magically give you the powers to tell the future. Because if that was the case, you would have thought Nick Cannon would have learned his lesson by wearing a turban would have noted, hey, these rap albums not going to do not going to sell well, are they? Fortune teller, you know how the real, this is how we're going to to get these fortune teller fraudsters out of here. If someone says they're a fortune teller, I want you to tell me what is my number one term search when I type in for porn sites? What's my go-to term in porn sites? If you can answer that question, I'll listen to what you're saying. Funny and how her, what's that? What'd you say? Cuck? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, funny in how her dream where the house is in the tornado there is nothing blowing around inside the room only when she goes to the window do you see shit getting windy i guess they forgot a little (laughs) a little thing called aerodynamics how wind works an open window shit's gonna blow around it's also funny how you see a kansas house get sucked up in a tornado and you don't see a bunch of mountain dew code red bottles wwf wrestling belts and a Marbo canoe bought with miles go flying around her house. Mm-hmm. For all of you on the podcast, they're, they're smiling and nodding. They're not laughing out loud. I know it's an audio more than anything else. By you, way, you can put in the laughter post. <laughs> I don't do that. Only the sound effects. A village of little people equals 4 million eons of good luck if you tussle each of their heads. Just want to do the math for you folks on that one. The Lollipop Guild are throwing up signs that closely resemble Heil Hitler. Imagine if they were a hate group, they'd be called the One Third Reich. Hey, hey, that's good. <laughs> this film had to have been the inspiration for Alvin and the Chipmunks, one of the lamest cartoons this country has ever had to endure. I haven't seen that many short people since I went to DJs in Belmar 20 years ago. <laughs> that joke's for all you Jersey folks out there. The Lollipop Guild looks like they all have rickets or polio, probably both, being it was 1939. <laughs> Funny how the witch just wanted to take Dorothy's shoes, and 70, 70 years later, people were getting shot for their Air Jordans. I dare call this film a trendsetter. <laughs> I do think the, mat, the it was a masterful color, colorization with this film. It, it, it still pops, considering. Uh-oh. Yeah, but these set pieces, I said before, they look faker than Pam Anderson's tits in 1995. We have, they had to work on that part. The, the lines, Dorothy asked a great question to the lion. How can you talk without a brain? And he goes, well, some people can. Yeah, they're called Philadelphia Eagles fans. Ha. There it is. The talking tree sounds like he's one more pack of Marlboro Reds away from a voice box. Can someone explain when every character is introduced, they have to break out in song and dance? Is this mandatory in this film? We don't need that. We don't need a whole song and dance and a, and a Charleston shimmy away up the Yellow Brick Road as they, as they sing and lament their, their current state. Damn it. I forgot to play Dark Side of the Moon. I guess I have to watch this movie over again to really get the whole feel for it. Well, to me, it's painfully obvious the Cowardly Lion Definitely inspired Sylvester the Cat from Looney Tunes. Put him up, put him up, put him up. Uh, like I said, they have to break out in a song and dance and announce where they're going. I think that'd be more fun if we all did that every time we got into a cab or a YouTube, you know. 
I'm Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, it's like let's all have a theme song. Ready? Here's mine. I'm off to get a blowjob from random girl at the bar. The lines. Will I? Will I? Will I? Will end up divorced? And give up half of my shit. <laughs> the lion looks like he has labias on his face. Just write that one down, Kevin. <laughs> I said something about I, I didn't say labia, but his his face looks like a rejected um, Star Wars character. Like, Nian, you know, like that that Nian looks too numb? fake. Nian numb from Return of the Jedi. Who co-piloted the, the Millennium Falcon at the end? Yes, exactly. I know what the fuck wasn't he the was it he was like the 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 uh looked like a catfish thing or something like that. I call him the vagina face co-pilot of the Falcon and Jedi. And people know exactly what I'm talking about. Speaking of the line, I'd rather have front row seats at a Travis Scott concert than hang out with the Cowardly Lion in his fake bravado and singing. He's annoying. The Wizard of Oz, boy, does he he abuses alliteration more than R. Kelly abused 13-year-old girls. I get it. You like alliteration. I do, too. But not every piece of dialogue needs to be alliteration. The Scarecrow sounded exactly like Jackie Mason. I like how Dorothy uses the force to talk via the crystal ball. Couldn't she force choke the line when he started to sing? The ending. How does the witch melt by water? What a complete cheat and lazy way to kill her without any explanation or setup why she can't have water on her. This, I hated this element of the film. What a cop out. So then the wizard gives the the lion a diploma uh, and, and says, now you have a brain. So. A diploma fixes people who need a brain. It sounds like the Wizard of Oz never attended a community college graduation or hung out with TGI Friday's night managers. Mm-hmm. How did the fortune teller know where Dorothy lived, where he magically shows up outside of her window? After a tornado, wouldn't you be worried about your own shit? But he shows up, Dorothy, time to carry pepper spray. By the way, I don't know why. I guess I was taking a moment or two longer. If you look at the end when the credits roll, quote, the singer midgets as the munchkins. That is verbatim as how they are listed in the <laughs> That's credits. problematic. <laughs> I think the SJWs are lighting their own torches. Be careful. Don't get too close to the scarecrow. I also had an audience watching this. My daughter joined me, my six-year-old, and thought it was all right. Not a fan of the witch. I'll tell you that. Kind of scared the witch. For 2021, this holds up kind of well. I loved it as a kid, but I'm sure every kid did. I haven't seen this in 30 years or more, maybe. This movie is fine. It's fine. I'm not crazy about the singing. You know that. Not passing the remote test. Never going to watch this again. I see why it's a monumental film. I'm not loving it. It doesn't irk me. It's fine. Five and a half out of ten. Kevin Israel, your honor, your honor. Well, I will start off with immediately contradicting what Goatee just said because uh, <laughs> I did not like this movie as a as a kid. I thought it was annoying, and it I I I didn't like I, I didn't understand the singing in the movie. The the singing in the movie to me as a kid always felt like it was shoehorned in, like it didn't belong, and it didn't because the movie was originally a book that was actually no surprise way better than the movie is. 
And this is really one of those cases of where they loosely based uh, a property off of a book. And, you know, you, you can see some of the elements of the book in this movie. It's, it does have dark themes to it. First of all, they're all, they all celebrate murder for the first third of the movie. They, the entire civilization dances and says, and then they, they bring out a singing coroner to confirm that this lady is dead. Like that is some twisted shit right there. <laughs> and then, and, and then everybody just starts celebrating that this lady's, I get that she was bad, but holy shit. And this is the, like, this is some, for some kids, this is like one of the first movies they saw. And they're like, oh, we get to sing when somebody dies. That's a, that's just a weird. But in the, the book, the book was very dark. Um, the, the 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 travels that she that she went through and the different um, the different adventures that they that they, they met were all violent and, and scary. And you see some of that in this. The, obviously, the flying monkeys are creepy. The um, I can't remember what the soldiers were called, what the witches soldiers were called, uh, the Winkies or something like that. They were also. Very, and I, it might have only been in the book that they called them anything, but they were also there. You know, they were also creepy. The the tree throwing those trees were were it was all kind of there, but then it was sort of Disney to that. Not that this is a Disney movie, but sort of Disney down for kids. But this still really doesn't play like a kids movie. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's scary in the beginning. That you know, there's the tornado. That's it's it's you know, as a kid, it's a traumatic thing to watch. And then, and by the way, Dorothy lives in Kansas. She clearly is prepared for tornadoes and she runs into the house. I don't, I don't live. I've never lived. I've never seen a tornado. I don't live in a tornado area. And I know the first thing you do is you have to stand under a door jam, the door, right. the frame. No, it's and an earthquake. Runs into the, that's, a, that's an earthquake. For the, for, for a tornado too. Cause it's this oh. sturdy portion of the house or you go in the, or you go in the bathroom and get into the bathtub. That, those are the two things you do. And she just runs into her bathroom, into her bedroom. And then like, uh, I, I think Kev said the she gets you know she gets hit in the head by you know some mysterious vortex of weather versus non weather must have been a pressure thing and and then she's just out on the bed so she's she's horribly prepared for this but the the story in a whole it, it is based around two kind of MacGuffins one is these ruby slippers that are supposedly powerful the witch really wants but you never find out exactly what they do or why they matter they're there. It's more vague than the one ring in Lord of the Rings. Like everybody wants to get this. It does something, but nobody ever knows really what it does until the end when she finds out, Oh, she had the way to get home the entire time. Like, and the witch gives her this bullshit. Like you needed to figure out how to get home. Fuck you lady. Like you saw, you knew what I was going to go through. Yeah. You know what would have been, I, you know what would have been better than the lesson I learned? Not nearly dying three times. How about that? How about you just told me how I could get home and we skipped over the, you know, the lady with the fireball and the crazy apple throwing trees. But the, and the, and the witch, speaking of the witch, the, the witch, the good witch clearly was the inspiration for the, Ghost of Christmas Present and Scrooged. And if you haven't seen it, I, it never even occurred to me, but she was clearly completely recreating that character. And, uh, and I love Scrooge. So that, uh, that immediately jumped out to me. Didn't think of that. Fantastic observation. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. This, and this, this movie should have been a more of an epic adventure. And I hate to keep going back to the book. We had all of it. And, and Kev loves when I re- relate things back to my Dungeons and Dragons days. But this had all of the 
the elements, almost like a Lord of the Rings. Like you had the, the kind of the reluctant hero character in Dorothy. You had, you know, she, she slowly acquired her band, her team, her party of adventurers who each had an ability that was, was necessary. You know, the, 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 it's actually not clear really what the Tin Man did, but he did have an axe. And I mean, he, I guess he chopped up that thing, but he could have been the warrior. Lion served a point and the, and the, the scarecrow was the thinker. Um, and then they go and they go on and they, and they have some adventures and then they get to the final big bad guy and they do battle, which by the way, and Kev was right. Water, really? That's what killed her. Just, just a splash of water. Not even like making her drink water or like some. Just one splash of water, and she's dead. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible, terrible weakness. That's like the. That's. I mean, M Night Shyamalan did that with uh, with what's his name in Unbreakable. Water was his weakness, and then he died in a puddle. So I guess that's that seems appropriate, but. There really was. There really felt like there could have been a lot more with this, with with the this, this story, and as far as the the actual adventure that was happening, the the music is all horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously, somewhere over the rainbow is a classic song, but all, the rest of the songs are just all painful to listen to and to try to get through. And then the lion gets this second song towards when they're in the Emerald City. I don't even know what he was singing about. Something about he wants to be the king of the of the animals or whatever. Yeah. and it was just a terrible, terrible song. I don't hate musicals nearly as much as as uh, Mr. Goatee does, but this is this was this was a, a absolute brutal one. Also, wow. I and if you don't, I am a huge dog. And if some lady showed up in my house and that said that she was going to put my dog to sleep, I would beat the shit out of her, and I would never hit a woman. But if you're going to come after my dogs, fuck you. And Dorothy just sits there and cries and lets her take the no. No, that's not that's not going down in any way, shape, or form. And 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 you're right. You can. And I am a lawyer. You can't just show up as a as a in a private citizen with a piece of paper and say, "Yeah, they told me that I could take your dog. Go fuck yourself. Come back with the sheriff and five deputy sheriffs. That's how much it's going to take to get my dog from me with <laughs> shotguns. With shotguns, because you're going to need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be a long night for everybody. The and my, and my other question is, how old was Dorothy? Because she looks like she's about she she seems like she's supposed to be about fourteen or fifteen. She talks and acts like she's eight, and it, but but the, the actress looks like she's in her twenties, I guess. So it, it's just this odd. It almost feels like she's acting like some guy's creepy fantasy, like little girl fantasy, like her entire <laughs> persona. Is based off of some like Brazzers little girl video that, and it's and it's so and that's why I said at the end when she goes and I'll miss you most of all and she goes in for the kiss I was like what the fuck is happening what is what did I miss between these two was there something edited out uh, and 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 Kevin was a it was also a good point the. Uh, the giving them the diploma. He goes, and everybody has a diploma. I, I spent four and a half years in college and got a diploma, and I don't think there's any proof that I have a brain, and I, I would not go around bragging about it. Still, <laughs> look, this, this, I mean, this movie. I didn't like it as a kid. I still don't like it as as an adult. It's the the acting is is painful, and I get that there's you have to take into account some of the time for time period, but. The acting is is so painful. The last scene when she wakes up and they all start coming over and he's like, you remember me, don't you? I'm hunk. And you remember me, don't you? I'm whatever his name was. It's like, 
she got hit in the head. She didn't become retarded. Like what you t- like, what? she knows who you all are. And, th- and then, but then she actually acts like she's suddenly an idiot. Cause she said, she's like, don't you all believe me? Oh yeah, sure. We believe you that the house flew to a magical land full of munchkins and, and flying monkeys. Yes, absolutely. We believe you 14 year old girl who acts 18, but looks acts eight and looks 20. Um, so yeah, th- I didn't like it as a kid. I like it even less as an adult. I'm on the verge of having a child. And I actually said to my wife, I hope we never have to make our kid watch it. There's so many better kids movies out today. And this hopefully will not be on the list. Uh, I, and I, I, I kind of hate you for making me have to watch this movie again. Wow. But luckily, it's, luckily it is kind of short for me. This movie, uh, I'll, I'll grant it the historical significance and give it a three. I'm on the high end. It sounds like, huh? And five and a half. I mean, it's a, it's fine. I don't, I get all the arguments. I do. It's just, okay. But the singing, you're right. The singing is atrocious on all accounts. Let's see what people who love to string a bunch of words together that don't necessarily have any business being strung together doing critics, five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews by critics. Here we go. The Wizard of Oz has been filmed with imagination. Is that when people say it's baked with love, you blowhard assholes? Shut up. It has warmth and understanding of child psychology. It has gentle humor and a sturdy philosophical undercurrent. It is a rare and distinguished film that should capture the hearts of all ages. Breathtakingly lovely sets, lighting, costumes, makeup, and musical scores more than fulfill expectations, making the play an even note satisfactory adaptation of the book. Then was goodbye, Mr. Chips. What? I, that wasn't coherent, right? No, I don't know who Mr. Chips is. Goodbye, Mr. Chips is a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it was a book too, but I didn't read nor see the film. I, one cannot say that this is a rival to Disney, but it is nearest to fantasy as one can get with human actors. I'm under the spell of Oz. Oh, so you like when creepy guys cower over a young girl? Like, remember me? Huh? Oh. Mm. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz is an exciting tour de force that keeps the eye and ear constantly occupied, bothers the brain very little. It is hardy and unsubtle, generous, and sometimes in its ri- high riot, intoxicating. What? Intoxicating? You know how many times I reround this film? None. <laughs> Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. (laughs) The film is no doubt a triumph of technical dexterity and especially of skill in color photography. But what is the use of making a hollyhock, go Google that, hollyhock of cellophane, painting it in an ugly color, spelled the British way, shove up your ass there, Britain, and then photographing it with complete accuracy. I sat cringing before MGM's Technicolor production of The Wizard of Oz, which displays no trace of imagination, good taste, or ingenuity. The story, of course, has some lovely and wild ideas, but the picture does not know what to do with them, except to be painfully literate and elaborate about everything. Raise your hand if you know what that person just said. I'm not going to pretend to even try. Words! Yeah. Again, 
English lit degrees are the bane of our society now, kids. And those are the all only the three star review. Oh, sorry, three of the only one star reviews we've had. That's all they had for one star reviews for the critics. So people love this shit. Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. Bought for my thir- bought for my thirty year old brother last year. We had it on VHS as a kid. But it got recorded over at the end, so he had never seen the ending. We, how many times did you record over stuff when you were when you were younger with the VHS recorders? That's always sucked. It was his favorite movie as a kid when he was young. He even wanted to be the scarecrow when he grew up. He was diagnosed with a genetic with a genetic condition that would eventually take his life. And suddenly, but we weren't sure how long he had left. Could have been minutes. Could have been years. I bought him this movie last year so he could finally watch the ending. His best friend had asked him what his favorite Christmas gift was, and he said this DVD was, and he asked his friend to watch it with him. So two 30-year-old men sat and watched the movie they loved as kids. He died this May, and I was, give, and I was given this back as a way to Jesus. remember him. I was glad he was able to see the ending finally. All right, I'll give it a three. <laughs> Did the mom go, guess what? Your life is ending, so here's the ending for Wizard of Oz. Next one. My middle son and I used to watch this movie whenever his two brothers got to do something that he couldn't do, and it was always a special night for us, too. So his birthday is around the corner, 49, and I found the drinking bottle with the Wicked Witch on it saying, don't make me drop a house on you. So getting this movie, some popcorn, movie candy, etc., will bring back the many times the two of us stayed home when his brothers got to do something that he couldn't. So we each had our own special night with this movie that he loves and some movie treats for one of his birthday gifts. He used to hide behind me when the Wicked Witch would come out flying out and say, I'll get you, my pretty, or when the flying monkeys would appear. I know this will be a fun gift, one he will enjoy and love to share with his family. I will also enjoy seeing it, too. I remember seeing this as one of my first movies that had color in it. Movies were 15 cents, so I could have a quarter and go to the movies and have a treat with my quarter. Signed, Judd Apatow's editor. Wait, I forgot. I, I forgot one quick anecdote that I wanted to tell them. Since all of these reviews are about their childhood experience with it, the first time I saw this movie, my dad had somehow, for some reason, we, my whole family sat down and decided we were going to watch a movie, and it was The Fly. Oh, which one? The, the original. Remake? Okay, the original. And I was eight, maybe seven or eight, and the movie still scared the shit out of me. Um, and so my mom was like, this isn't a movie for kids. Cause so I turned the channel and wizard of Oz had just started. So my mom was like, Oh, we'll watch it. It must've been around the holidays, I guess. Cause I think they always play around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And so we sat and watched that. And I think we were about halfway through the movie. And I said, can I just go to bed? <laughs> and I went to bed. <laughs> can you go back and watch a fly? <laughs> One year as a child, there was a hurricane. My mother flipped back and forth using the VHF and VHF knob and adjusted the antennas, but we could only watch it or listen to it, one channel or the other, while the storm raged outside. So I think this means more to us older people than today's instant gratification crowd. We had waited all year for The Wizard of Oz. Signed, Sam Champion. That is true, though. Carol made a, actually a good point. He goes, you know, whenever I wanted to watch the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it was one time a year. Now my kids can go on YouTube and watch it wherever yeah. the hell they want to. And there was no, and then there was no more uh, 
there was no higher level of intensity yelling while you're in the bathroom or in the kitchen going, it's on, it's back on. And you have to run it, you know, book yeah. from, the, from the other room and get in there and slide on the floor before you missed a, That's so a second. I often watched Wizard of Oz as a young boy, but viewing this classic as an older man was like watching the movie anew. The songs, of course, are unforgettable, but what went unnoticed as a child was the clever lyrics and dialogue and deep philosophical themes of this surprisingly adult story. Death is everywhere. Why does Dorothy love with her Uncle Henry and Auntie M? Where are her parents? When she lands in Oz, her farmhouse kills one of the wicked witches. The munchkins then celebrate the death of the witch in song. Later, as her time is running out, Dorothy is captive of the second wicked witch, who tries to kill Dorothy. Dorothy then inadvertently kills the second wicked witch by pouring water on her. That is a good question. Where are the parents? What happened to them? I so I want to say I think the book explains it and her parents died and she had to move to Kansas to live with her aunt and uncle and that's almost one of the reasons she creates this whole fantasy it's like a coping mechanism oh did her parents die of a house falling on them too obviously Amazon one star reviews Amazon One Star Reviews. It's time for Amazon One Star Reviews. Amazon One Star Reviews. Clearly not as advertised. Disc made in Mexico. And to top it off, I have to spend $6 to send back and drive 12 miles to drop it off. You need more drop-off locations Whatever program determines location drop-off because 12 miles is ridiculous. We'll send it back on my own, but what a pain. Spent way too much with Amazon for them to start nickel and diming. Or you could just let the mailman come pick it up, which is what I do when I return stuff back to Amazon. Or move out of bumfuck Texas, wherever you live. <laughs> she, had to drive, she had to drive to the general store in town to pick up some goods, paper goods. The Pony Express only comes around twice a month. I guess driving down the mountain in a snowstorm is a bad idea of not a good time. My youngest son wanted to watch this movie, so I rented it, only to find out it's on black and white. Needless to say, he didn't watch it. Total waste of money. I'm going to guess that they only watched the first 20 minutes of this film. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to get Oz the Great and Powerful Escape, Sugar Hits, and the great classic, The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) But I got a Dreamcatcher ornament that was addressed to the wrong residence. And get this, it was addressed to a woman, and uh, no woman has been in that place. It's empty. (laughs) (laughs) He's using the reviews as his own personal message board. Yeah. (laughs) I guess he doesn't know about uh, the misconnection sections on Craigslist. And my last review of this section, and I think the most, you know, powerful. Ready? America is free. Just like Oz is. See? It all comes together. I mean, is he on the wrong libertarian website? And he said, ah, Amazon, close enough. What film? Wizard of Oz? Fuck it. Let's yeah. right, let's make a message there where people will scratch their heads. Yeah, people <laughs> scratch their heads and go, huh? Or maybe he's just Kaiser Sozaing us with some elaborate prank. And guess what? You won. Kevin Israel, did Stoner Jesus, Joe Claire, did he gut the sacred cow? In my opinion, he did. And I was happy to hear it happen. 
Because you hate this film. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and you know what? You're and so just transparent. Prove, and just to prove that. Yeah. Well, you know what? All right. Yeah. You ask me and I'm telling you what I think. And just to prove that I'm not a heartless asshole, because I feel like people are going to be like, how could you hate this movie? My wife walked in and saw me watching it. And she goes, "Ugh, I hate this movie. And I was like, and this is why we're married. Oh, <laughs> how cute. Yeah, I, 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 we were going through it already. I got you. Yeah, my wife was like, she didn't hang out for this one, or some. I know she did some of it, most of it, she did because we were watching with our daughter. And I wanted to see how my kid would react. She did sit through all of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, and that tells the story I want to know. <laughs> Enough of that stuff. Stoner Jesus, what are you up to? Where can we find you? What do you want to? What do you want to shout out and promote? Uh, StonerJesus.net. Everything that I have going on as far as StonerJesus stuff, StonerJesus.net. I'm always there. Been there for uh, almost 11 years now on the website. Still chugging along. Go to that website. We are, you will not have dream catchers mailed to you where a female was on the address label. Like that last reviewer. <laughs> Kevin Israel, how about yourself? Uh, you go to KevinIsrael.com. I don't have a lot of dates coming up. I'm going to be taking about a two-month hiatus, so I'll be back uh, on the road doing comedy in February. But uh, check me out there. And more importantly, please leave us a five-star rating and a quick review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps us so much. We see every time we, we get some good reviews, we get bumps. It's, it really helps us, and it makes us happy. And then Kevin Goatee gets to post these great little uh, acknowledgments of these reviews and shout out some of our, our favorites. So please do it. You might get acknowledged. And if nothing else, you'll make two little boys very happy. You won't might get acknowledged. You will get acknowledged because we're not as big yet where I don't have to ignore all the fans. <laughs> or we don't have a social media person doing it for us. Act Kevin. as if. Kevin. <laughs> Here's it. Let's, let's pull the curtain of behind like the Wizard of Oz. Ha. <laughs> KevinGoatee.com. Check out for my horrible NFL picks. I've been ice cold. So just fade me for the last week or two. Yuck. But more importantly, guttingthesacredcow.com. Check us out. Tell a friend. That's all we ask. Tell a friend that we're just two the best damn movie podcasts out there. Stoner Jesus can acknowledge that. And uh, he knows damn good and well. See, there you go. And uh, guttingthesacredcow.com. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. That's it, guys. Listen, Stoner Jesus, thanks again for coming and hanging out. We enjoyed you the first time with the taxi driver argument. And that's why we had you oh, back. Yeah. So uh, we loved uh, having you. And uh, thanks again, everybody. Take care. See you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.